Yo, what's up? Episode 44. My kids were both sick this week. I don't know about you, Ben. You have two kids. I have two kids. I never, ever held a baby before I had my own babies. Never? Never. Never. Oh, yeah, I did. Totally petrified of holding babies because I'm I'm a pretty I'm like a bull in a china shop so <laughs> I my son who is almost nine and I have a daughter who just turned two so first um my days rotate off so I ended up being off I think I don't know say let's just say Thursday and Friday of last week or Wednesday and Thursday <clears throat> and my son was sick from school the first day and was just he had thrown up the night before basically the day that I when I was off my whole day consisted of now having the two-year-old and him home from school and he uh he basically laid on the couch he wasn't much uh, by that time he was kind of recovering but I'm like I kept telling him like stay in your bedroom I don't need a sick two-year-old because I knew the next day I was going to be home with a sick two-year-old and I can't handle it I'm a pretty good dad I'm a pretty involved dad I'm really good at playing that's that's kind of mom territory when they get sick well, my wife's a nurse, so it's definitely in my family mom territory. Very much mom territory then. Okay, so the problem is, so the next day, everything is looking good. My daughter wakes up at 8, and we put her down for a nap at 12. So at like 11 o'clock, she's acting fine up until then. At about 11 o'clock, she starts acting a little like, she starts laying on me and acting like tired. And usually it's a fight to put her down for a nap. And I'm like, man, this I can already tell there's a change in behavior here. Uh-oh. So I'm freaking out. So I call my wife at work. I'm like, oh, I took a picture of the baby. I, I, I think I even uh, FaceTimed my wife. I'm like, oh, I don't think this is good. I think she's getting sick. My wife's like, nah, I could tell. She looks fine. She's probably just tired. I'm like, she doesn't get tired. It's a baby. Yeah, so like literally a, like 10, 20 minutes before she's supposed to go to bed, she, I could feel she's like steaming hot. You're she, talking about nap time? Yeah. Okay. She's, she throws up. So my wife, I call my wife. I'm like, the baby threw up. I'm freaking out on the phone. And my wife's at work. And I, I don't like to be bothered when I'm at work because I'm working. And the last, I, she can't do anything about it. But I don't know. I guess I'm expecting that she's going to be like, well, I guess I'll just come home. <laughs> that imperfect yeah. world, that's yeah. what I'm wanting. Well, it's, it's mom territory. Right. So, so yeah. I'm like, hey, I can deal with a sick baby. She threw up on her changing table. She threw up all over the floor. So I, I learned from Michael Keaton. I took mm-hmm. the baby in her clothes, put her in one of those bumpo seats mm-hmm. in the shower and just turned on the, the bath water and literally was like washing her the puke off her clothes with water. Like so now she's wet. You didn't her hose are her wet. down with the shower. Well, no, but I basically I did with a bucket. I just dumped oh, yeah, like yeah. A, like a, that she plays with in the bath. I just dumped it over her. That seems even better. She's smearing the baby's got her hands over her mouth, smearing puke into her hair. It's a whole mess. <laughs> so finally, I'm like tearing her diaper off. I'm tearing her clothes off. I'm like, whatever will if I have to destroy these clothes, that's what's gonna happen. There's chunks of puke in the bathtub. I'm like, I don't even know what to do. So I call my wife and I'm like, hey, like I'm yelling at her, or she keeps calling, and I'm like, I finally pick up the phone. I'm like, what do you want? I'm like, I'm obviously in the middle of something, and I'm like, you know, she's like, well, what's going on? Is the baby have a temperature? I'm like, I don't know. I go, she's hot. She's throwing up. I'm assuming she's sick. She's covered in vomit. And she's like, we'll take her temperature. And I go, well, where's the thermometer? And she's like, well, okay, here's the thing. This is a two-year-old, so you cannot use the regular under-the-tongue thermometer, right? Mm -hmm. So we used to have one that you put when my son was young. We had one that you put in his ear, Mm -hmm. and you press a button, and it tells you the temperature. Yeah, that's a nice one. Well, that one is always kind of – she's always like, oh, that one's not that great. It's kind of shitty. I'm like, well, then why didn't we buy a new – so now it's in the moment. And I'm like, why didn't we buy a new one then? If you said it was shitty – we, you know, we have all this time when they're not sick, and those times is when we need to step up and buy the new one. Yeah, it's She's like, time. I did get a new one. And it's one that you put behind the baby's ear, 
like not in the ear, but behind the baby's ear and you push a button. So I'm like, I don't know how to use it. She's like, the instructions are on. And I'm like, okay, but you understand I have a two year old baby who's screaming and crying and you know, she's flopping all around and she's, she's, you know, so I go in the room, I put the thing up to the baby and the baby, it's like 103. And I'm like, that can't be right. That can't be right. So I call my wife back and I'm like, it says 103. And my wife's like, okay, well, she's, you know, that's not that bad for a baby. They can be much higher than more, most I'd people. I'd freak out if I saw okay. 103. And, and, and she's like, and I go, but I don't know if this thing's working right. She's like, well, use the uh, anal thermometer. I'm like, the anal thermometer? Where's that? She's like, oh, it's the one that Logan, my son, we like used yesterday know. for him. And I go, but he didn't use an anal thermometer. She goes, yeah, the one that we use, it goes in his mouth. You just same one. And I go, wait a second. You want me to take the one that he put in his mouth yesterday and stick it in the baby's butt? And she's like, yeah, we clean it. It's fine. And I go, first of all, fundamentally, now the baby's screaming. I'm like, let me break this down. This isn't right. (laughs) But second of all, I don't know how to use an anal thermometer. Now, I went to um, Lamaze class, and they do a little bit of, like, you know, teaching you. I don't know. Did you go? I didn't go to Lamaze. They teach you a little bit about, like, you know, I have no idea how to take care of a baby, like I said, before I had Logan. So... (laughs) But they never taught you about anal thermometer using. And I'm like, I don't know how far to put it in. I don't know. It's very, it looks like it would hurt. (laughs) I I just, no, I'm not going to do it. My wife's like, she's like, you know what? Just do it. I'm like, I can't. I don't, it's really creepy. Plus the baby is thrashing around. I can't even do the one behind her ear. You think she's going to let me stick a thermometer up her ass? I don't think so. (laughs) So I just, I just put the baby. So I basically hang up on my wife in a huff. I'm like, whatever. If you're not going to come home, whatever, I'll just deal with it. So I'm like trying to rock the baby or calm her down. I put her in the bed and I'm hoping that maybe if she lays next to me and watches some TV, she'll fall asleep. Well, she throws up in my, in my wife's bed. So now I take her back in the new clothes. I put her in back in the shower, fully clothed, wash her down again. I end up putting her in her, in her actual bed when I calm her down, just in like a a onesie. My wife calls and she's like, so what's the deal? Is she okay? What was her temperature? I go, I never figured it out. I couldn't figure out her temperature. I go, but I can tell you this. She's hot. So I tried to give her Tylenol like you told me. She threw that up. I'm for a loss here. I don't know what to do. But no. I'll tell you this. She's sleeping, and that's where I'm going to leave it. I'm like, oh, my, I'm hoping <laughs> yeah. that, you know, I don't think she's at the cri- at the point where something horrible is going to happen. I'll check on her. I have a video <laughs> monitor. Right. But I need to, re- I need to recoup. I don't, I, I went through a, a, like a huge, this is very uh, traumatic for me. I imagine that feels like a victory. Like what? One, once you get them in bed. Like when she's sleeping, it's like you you you've handled several. Uh, okay, so I had to sessions. strip the bed, throw that stuff. I had to strip the changing table. I had to strip the bed, all the baby's clothes. I threw it all in one thing. I throw it in the washing machine, and I'm thinking Michael Keaton style, dude. Right now, like I yeah. I. But what I didn't do is I never got the sheets back on the bed. I forgot to clean the the puke from the tub. So when my wife did make it home, you know, eight hours later. <laughs> You know, there's still chunks of my wife's cleaning chunks of puke that were in the bathtub. And I'm like, listen, I'm one man. Mm. What do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. You want, you know, you want your children protected. I'm your guy. You want someone to build a model for school. Look no further. You want someone to stick an anal thermometer up this kid's ass. And ain't happening. Not your guy. We're just going to agree that the baby's sick. And that's it. I doubt there's any way she expected every all bases to be covered. No, she, I think you know I, I think mean? that she, she got home. Listen, she's probably expecting at least vomit in the tub. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I think that uh, I think that's the the one thing she was expecting. Like that is the one thing you can do. 
So why would why would that not right. be done? The the laundry and remaking the bed and the you know because the baby slept right, for four right. and a half or four hours. She slept from from noon until wow. four every day. Oh, my God, I wish my kids were sick. Gotta cook up this. I gotta get you hours. with this plan. My wife's got the babies on. But anyway, so I had four hours. You know what? I I came down here and I basically was catatonic. Like I can't believe I just lived through this. <laughs> I've done a lot of things in my life, but I can't handle babies throwing up or like. I just, I just, I'm not, I don't think guys are made of that stuff. You never had your baby puke on you before? Yeah, I have. But like, I freak out and I, I call my <laughs> wife at work and I'm like, you need to come home. I'm not going to, I won't be able. And you know what? I think that, you know, most people would say, well, you lived through it. Now you know how to deal with it. No, mm-hmm. next time it happens, I'll be calling gonna, again yeah, and yeah. she'll disregard me and I'll get through it. But the fact of the matter is whatever condition the house is in when that's the, that's the, it's the breaks. That's what happens when you, you don't same, come home. Are you the same way with other, like if you get, if you're changing a diaper and you get it on you, do you freak out the same way? No, 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 no. no. I don't care about any of that. But I will tell you this. And so my son got home from school and finally the, you know, the baby gets up from her nap and I'm holding her and she's, she's still got a fever and I'm rocking her on the, on the, uh, my lazy boy. And I got to pee really bad, but she falls asleep in my arms. And I'm like, <laughs> I got to pee really, really bad. I would almost rather just pee on myself and worry about the consequences. Hope my kid doesn't see it. Just clean it up before anybody finds out. Then get up and wake up this baby because she's such a pain in the ass. Uh, But just so you guys know, I was able to make it. I just decided I I put the baby down and she screamed and cried. I just went and peed and I came back and, 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 you were like Lloyd Christmas and Dumb and Dumber. You're like, just go, man. It was one of those things where I was like, Hey, at this point it's, uh, I just got to do what I got to do. So I would have literally held her and peed at the same time if I thought I could do it. But I, I, I was trying to not. I've done that. I've done that. I've move. done it too. I've done that move. Yeah. Sometimes it's, you have to opt for the sink because you don't want to bend over while you hold them. It's. I was obviously talking too much to hear Ben, but I think Ben just said he pees in the sink. Um. Okay. Well, whatever. Back on the podcast. It was a very yeah, scary situation and I, I made it through it. For anybody who doesn't think I did, I, I did make it through it. And I've, I've made it through these situations before, but like, let it be known. I will bitch about it. I will cry about it. And I will hope that if my wife can't deal with it, my mom can come over and maybe help out. Yeah, we Like gotta... when I'm sick, I immediately call my mom, my own mom. And I, even if my wife's, my wife's a nurse, I'm still like, you don't take, you don't get taken care of like you mom takes care of you. Yeah, you don't understand the way it is. Um, the other thing that happened this week my wife ended up going to a uh, bachelorette party. Ba- I guess bachelor parties are cool. I've never been into it. I've just never really cared that much. It's not really important to me. When I was 18, there was a strip club. It was a bring your own beer strip club here in Lansing. Okay. And I'd been to the strip club um, as many times as I possibly could go there before I was long <laughs> before I was 21. So I was like, you know, the thrill is gone. I don't really, I don't like to right. spend, waste my money on that kind of stuff. Right. I just don't. And, um, so when, you know, whenever I hear bachelor party or I'm always like, oh man, I don't want to be forced to go to a strip club. And I went to a, a buddy of mine's bachelor party who was, he's like 33 or something a couple of months ago. It's just a different, a whole different situation when you're in your thirties and you go to a bachelor party or to, to a strip club for a bachelor party. And when you're 20, because you know, they do these things at, at, at the bachelor parties at strip clubs. And I'm, I don't know if you've ever been to one, but where the strippers actually like torture the guy that's the bachelor they'll do some stuff where they'll yeah. like whip him with his belt or like tear his underwear like at a club yeah i've seen yeah. that a couple times too. And, and i always wonder like in your 20s like dudes want to see their buddy get abused by a stripper yeah but in your 30s it's like dude because people were coming around collecting and they're like hey 
come up with some money. We're going to see, you know, so-and-so over here. He's going to, you know, strippers are going to put him on stage and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to demean him. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, I don't want to, I'm not into that. And they're like, dude, come on, man. And I'm like, fine, whatever. I'll pitch in the 10, $20. Right. But it's like, it was so uncomfortable. I was like, man, and you, I just start looking around and I'm like, it's the most pathetic. It's almost as bad as an Indian casino. Like the, the level of patheticness oh, in people's I'm right eyes. There. I'm right there with you. You know, I don't think I'm better than anybody, but the last thing I want to do is give my hard earned money away to a stripper. Every stripper at this place that we went to, you know, Hey, I'm, this is my first day here at the strip club. I just got hired here. Sure. Uh, I'm going to, it's the same old, you know, I got kids. I'm going to school. I'm just trying yeah. to, you know, I won't be doing this forever. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a lawyer. I want to be a school teacher. It's like, bitch, the money's so good. You ain't going nowhere. I would never stop laughing if I heard the doctor or lawyer. But... Oh, you know, <laughs> I've never heard that I, one. Like to that extreme, this, that would be this so last funny. time I was literally, I wedged myself between two of my buddies who I knew were down with whatever. If a strip, cause the, the problem is, uh, my friend had a, a a VIP area, and VIP area is just like, uh, you know, they give you like bottle service or whatever, and they sit you up in a in a higher area than everyone else, and that tells the strippers booth. these dudes are here to drop some money. They want to act like ballers. The they want to act at. right. So they'll come up there and they'll they'll try to solicit you into to getting a dance or or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I wedged myself between two dudes I knew who were down with getting dances cuz I'm That's like if smart. they ever come that here savvy. I'm gonna, and I put a table. So I'm behind a the table there's a guy on either side of me. I'm like this bitch is going to have to crawl over or under the table to get to me. First yeah. she's going to come to this guy and he will take her up on whatever she wants to do. He's single, he could do you know whatever. And that doesn't even matter to me. I don't care if he's single or not. I just I'm not into yeah, it. Yeah. So I'm trying to talk to this, to my buddy. And this chick is like, I don't know if I, I maybe look like the most desperate guy there out of the three. So she literally was trying to wedge the, pull the, like wheel the table. He's trying to get him out of the He's way. He's trying to wheel the table out <laughs> to get to me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm in the middle of a conversation. I don't mean to be rude or anything, but me and my buddy are having a, like I haven't, throw, I like haven't seen him. In I haven't seen him in a while. And he's like, no, that's cool. If you want to, I go, dude, I just told you, man, wedge me in here. What are you doing? <laughs> and she comes in there and I'm trying to talk and she's, she's like trying to like get like, on to me to get on top of me and i'm like this ain't happening man so i was like a scared 13 year old boy trying to get out of this situation and thank god one of my pervy buddies was able to pick up the cue and and, and drag this this uh this yeah. young lady away from me but i was like that's weird that so, she hon- like was honing you out like trying to well i i had a buddy a, a couple years ago the f- couple years ago like 10 years ago that was talking to a stripper and she worked at that club i was telling you about earlier and she told me there was the a one. there was a draw race board in the back room and it, they had a, each table listed. In the, um, I hate to give this is almost like behind the scenes giving away a stripper tip. They'll go there and they would write a big money sign, a dollar sign on the tables where dudes were giving up money, and they would put a cent sign on oh, guys that, that weren't giving up money. So the other strippers would walk back there and they'd say, "Well, this is a waste of time. I'm not going to even go to that table." Thank God. You know they do that thing where they'll come over and they'll say, "Hey, I'd like to hang out with you, drink a pop, buy me a drink," and their drink to buy them is fifteen bucks. Buy me a drink. You know, and so whatever. I just like it. So it's from that point on, up idea ever. Buy me a drink that costs a ton of money, so I'll hang out with you. I don't want to hang out with you. No. Like in here, that's why. Like I look at it like this. If I was to have a gentleman's club, and I use that term very loosely because there is definitely no gentleman in these clubs. I haven't seen any. The funniest thing is like the club. Um, Atlantis. Atlantis. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't yeah. Know no. At, whatever. At Atlantis. Um, a lot of you know, it's it's a pretty high. It, it's really you know like a cigar. It's a higher end, right. Yeah. But the thing is, people go there. Site. It's almost like a casino where people want to go there and they want to play Baccarat because they want to look like they, they got they got money. Yeah. 
dude, you're a bunch of wanksters. You ain't got money. You're hanging out at a strip club. Oh, Don't boy. act like you're a, you're a baller for the night. Right. My thing, like I said, if it was my ideal, my ideal gentleman's club is this. You got strippers on the stage and you got pervert row right in front of the strippers. Okay. Mm-hmm. And everyone else gets left alone. If you want to get a stripper, you hit a button on your table. They'll send one over. Otherwise, I'm talking to my buddies. I'm drinking a beer. Or you can if do we, the two finger whistle. What? That's even better. Like Ozzy Game Absolute, style. Or clap. Just, I like the clap. How, how, yeah. However it works. Or you could you could wave over the waitress and be like, send her and her, almost like a cat See, house. I like and that, bring her. then you feel like uh, you feel like you're in the rat pack. You're like, I'll take the, the, right. the I don't Russian wanna, runaway. I don't want to talk to this chick with the two cesarean See, yeah, scars. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk to the chick with the bubblegum ass. So don't even bring her over here. But mm-hmm. I do want to talk to this chick who's half black, half Japanese, half her, half yeah. her. So... My thing is, let me smoke a cigar, let me drink the scotch, and let me invite the chicks over I want. Don't just bring... Because some guys feel real bad about telling a chick, like, yeah, I'm not really interested in the dance, when uh, they full well know they are, just not from her. Yeah, So yeah, then yeah. they see another chick come up, and that chick's still in your area, and they're like, oh, I really want to dance from this <laughs> chick, but I just told this chick I'm not down for a dance. So you look like or an asshole. Say, or if you say yeah, and then... And then you see the next one walk by and you're like, oh, I just wasted my 20 bucks. I wanted to go that way. So to me personally, I feel like, you know, it's a service kind of a business where you shouldn't have to feel bad. That's you're, you're throwing a a $20 away for some chick to dance in front of you or on you or whatever, you know, whatever. But it's certainly throwing it right out the window. Absolutely. So anyway, that's one of the reasons I never, I mean, even before I was married, I was never a big, a big strip. You're a good boy. No, I, (laughs) It's not, I just, I never had money that I didn't know what to do with. I was never like, I got 200 bucks and I don't want to buy shit with it. Well, I would just sit there for free. I'd pay the the, the money to get in the door and then I would just watch the chicks dance and I wouldn't need a private dance. I always thought one day if I was cool enough, I would go there for an actual business meeting or or something. We should do a live podcast from the strip Something to discuss. And then they would come up, and I would just be like, "I'm, I'm in the right. middle of a business. You know, I'm so cool. This is where I conduct my business. I don't, I don't need the Russian runaway. I, I just, I'm so cool that this is where I discuss my. Uh, I don't know if you're. Apparently, you're not a strip club aficionado, but I've been to a couple of strip clubs where they have a buffet, and I can't tell you the, the most un. I've never appetite. seen a buffet. Now, me being a guy who loves to eat. And loves to see naked ladies. You'd think mm-hmm. it was a perfect combination. But the fact that they're walking around with no underwear on and there's food with sterno cans, it's just not. It doesn't no. seem like it should be in the same spot. Absolutely not. But anyway, to get back to the original point. So my wife was telling me, she's like, I'm going to a bachelorette party. What do you think I should get the bachelorette? And I'm like, I don't know the bachelorette. I, I, you know, why would I know? And I'm like, I don't know. Go go to the the sex store and buy her like a stupid you know, toy or some joke t-shirt or whatever girls do. Stupid I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know stupid. what girls buy. Girls right. love to, he- I think the thing is with like girls and strippers, I really don't think that most of them are into going to see strippers for the fact of seeing, and I could be completely wrong, <laughs> hot naked dudes. Right. I think they like to see the bachelorette be embarrassed and yeah. they like to be embarrassed themselves. And it's like, oh. but I'm sure every girl that's listening like, is like, yeah, that's what we tell you. But that's right. No, but I, I've always had that sneaking suspicion. Maybe it's just arrogance on my part. I'm like, you don't want to see that dude naked. Yeah, imagine. because it's you know, because girls always be the first like, dude, guys naked. I mean, there's yeah, there's not not Guy, attractive. Chicks are into guys, but not so much. Well, I just know the way my wife so looks at me, and I know that she doesn't. 
I, I assume she doesn't find me attractive naked. So I, <laughs> I'm just assuming she doesn't like any guy. And I'm the guy she married. Right. So she doesn't like seeing me naked. Why would she like to see anybody else naked? Yeah, if you're good enough to keep and she's not that into you naked, that's one thing. So Plus, and girls aren't into the banana hammock thing either. Even like if Brad Pitt walked up and he had a banana hammock, they'd be like, I wish he was just in like jeans or something. Right. That's, that shit is silly. I, so she asked me, she goes, well, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to get some like just some panties or whatever. When I went to my buddy's bachelor party, she goes, are you going to bring him something? I go, nah, I'm not. I'm bringing oh, him me. Here's yeah. the, first of all, I'm paying money to go to his bachelor party to help out the, you know, his, you the best man. A guy a gift. And oh. she's like, well, that seems a little rude. And every time you go to a gift as an adult, you bring, or a party, you bring a gift. And I go, Nah, I'm not bringing a gift. We're I go, not I'm bringing me. Act, we're not yeah. planning on acting like adults. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bring him a French tickler or uh, some sort of a, like a blow up <laughs> doll. You know, he just what wants me like as a gift. Here's a pocket. Pussy. He wants me to be there to put my arm around him and us look at a at a large group of strippers and just and just go. Mm-hmm. Look at this. This is awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then he wants to get really. What I will do is I'll buy him drinks. I'll buy him shots. And uh, that's pretty much the uh, probably the long even and short more importantly, he wants to not be the guy that didn't have a bachelor party. I didn't have a bachelor. That's, party. I didn't have one either. But I feel I like... don't regret it though. I really don't regret it because you know what? Um, like I said, my idea of what I would like to do. My wife was not anti. Hey, you can't have stri- none mm-hmm. of that. I just chose for myself, like because I knew I'd been to enough bachelor parties at clubs where I knew the guy gets dominated or whatever. And I'm oh, like, it's not happening. They dude. ruin his underwear. That, yeah, that and... they tear by by ruining his underwear. They tear it off yeah like, and they yeah. like give you a wedge like it's painful and it's not cool at all you know what the weirdest part about it to me is the the drive home <laughs> that is the weirdest the ride most, of shame oh my god it's the most awkward 20 25 minutes <laughs> god forbid you live like 40 45 minutes away from a strip club or whatever and if anyone's like if you're in this rural area well, you've seen your buddy at his worst you've seen your buddy at his lowest moment like you the look in his eye like you know oh. that the old wolf in the cartoons where his eyes bug out and his tongue and it horns her. <laughs> the smoke yeah. Yeah, yeah. To me, you look at your, you're sitting in a strip club and you look over at your buddy and you're just like, dude, what is wrong with you? Like you just see that look on it of, of like an animal. It's like, <laughs> it does. It takes over. Yeah. And you're like, we're beyond talking. This guy does not want to bullshit with me about, you know, a, old reminisce about a story right now. He he's, he's an animal. He's, you know, full blown horn dog. Right. Mode. Yeah. <laughs> right. Full blown horn dog. No conversation dog. is happening. Right. Well, you just spent hours just talking about like, oh, like, you know, that uh, mother of two or whatever. I've been looking at her for three hours. Then you get in the car. Everyone's either got boners or wish they or wish they still had boners or is upset that it's halfway in between or whatever. And you just sort of like or they realize how much money they blew. And they're like, that went for nothing. That went for nothing. You're out. You're out $240, and all you really want is to get Taco Bell and not be right. like a piece of shit about right. it. But you're going to go, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to go, well, I got Taco Bell, and I'm out $260. Right. I think after a couple of those ride homes, I was just like, man, I'd rather just go to a – and this makes me sound like I'm, like, lacking with testosterone. But I'd rather go tailgate and watch a ball <laughs> game and do a bunch of shit like that. Agreed. I'd rather, I'd rather go to the horse track. Um, so – before, you got anything else on that? No, just I know we're over this strip club thing, but I was I was there one time with my brother Mark, for I don't know it was either his or my other brothers, and they did the weird embarrassing thing where they come up and they're like, "Hey, how's it going?" And they start starting conversation, and I'm crawling in my skin like, "Don't do these chicks! I don't want one at all." My brother just loved it. He's letting her, he's talking to her for five, six, seven minutes. It's gonna change your life. Huh? Deep conversation. They're going on talking about everything, and then finally she gets to the point that she's 
probably hasn't been able to get to because she hasn't got a word in, you know? <laughs> She's been trying to say, like, you want to dance? And he's talking about, like, The Matrix 2 wasn't that bad, you know? But, uh, yeah, she's doing she her own thing. Money that Finally, night. she asked him, like, hey, you want to go get a dance? And he goes, he leans back and he's like, no, I don't think so. I'm, nah, I don't <laughs> oh really. He's God. like, no, I don't think so. He goes, I don't really want one. But, and here's the one part of the game. He goes, I don't really want one. He goes, but. But don't you worry about it. Some one of these guys over here, someone's gonna scoop you right up. You'll be just fine. But he said it in the most sincere way, like like she was out of a job. But to just keep right, applying. Right. He's like, he said, someone someone's gonna scoop you. Keep up. Keep plugging so, away you know, at this kid. Oh, uh, it was just so. I don't know. I just had a feeling. Just, someone, <laughs> someone's gonna scoop you up. Just just keep your chin up, kid. So my wife went out and she was tell, she walked out to go to the store and she goes, yeah, you know, I gotta I gotta buy some things. Is there anything you need? And I'm like, no. And she goes, well, I need a new shower curtain for my shower. And I'm like, all right, cool. Well, whatever. I go, you know what? In fact, if you're buying a new shower curtain, I'll take one. Well, the shower curtain that she buys is like good enough to haul a body out of the house and without being recognized. She gives me one that I wouldn't even cover up a a bowl of angel hair pasta in. (laughs) This thing is literally like saran wrap. I'm like, what? Why would you buy yourself the one? And she's like, oh, mine was 12 bucks. And the one I got you was 10. I'm like, bullshit. There is no way. My eight-year-old kid takes a shower in my... I just have a stall. She has the, the tub, you know, a full bath. Yeah. I go, he's, splat, he's making a mess all over the place with water. I go, I should have the industrial one. I go, you... But, of course, because I didn't go shopping, here, here lies the problem. You didn't go shopping. I'll pick the one I want. You'll get the one that I get you with the yeah, rest of yeah. the money. You get it or I'll, I'll pick it. So, literally, I got a piece of... like She got, like, like construction-grade Visqueen, and I got, you know... I don't know, Reynolds wrap or whatever the hell the thing is <laughs> with some poor design on it that w- this thing will definitely not last any, any long period of time. So now I feel, cause she's like, Oh, it was 10 bucks. I'm like, well then you know what? I'm not going to feel bad. And in, 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 instead of ever washing it or cleaning it, I'll just get rid of the How thing. How long are you supposed one. to keep uh, that for 10 bucks? It's not worth shit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know when you're, I guess when my, this one I have is clear now. The one I had before was like a, like a, a tan color. So you could see like soap scum or whatever on it, I guess. And, and that's when, when you decide to get rid of it, I'm assuming. I like how you say like whatever, I guess. Cause I'm yeah. the same way. My wife would be like, look how dirty the shower curtain is. I'm like, is it? I never look at it because okay. I'm in the shower, taking a shower and shaving and then I get out. So I mean, I guess if it got really bad, I would notice. It's like, oh, it looks horrible. I'm like, I well, guess it does. Yeah. Like I said, the, right. my kid makes so much of a mess. It's like, get me the industrial one with the magnets on it that stick to the side that, you know, that is fail safe. But of course, no. And she won't let him take a shower in her shower. And once she got him out. Cause she has all the different, you know, uh, cause he'll, he'll just pick at random her most expensive, uh, shampoo and just use it. And he'll use oh. half the bottle on <laughs> one time. They just keep pouring right. like yeah. a big mountain. Well, I never hand. taught him. I, I, I never really taught him how to wash his hair. I go, he just figured it out on his own, but apparently he figured it out a little wrong. You know? the, one time too much. kids use too much of everything. He, he ran out of, uh, of, uh, shampoo and he comes out and his hair is like, like, I just looked a mess and I go, what's wrong with it when it dried? He's like, oh, I just used the bar soap on my head. He's got like long hair, That's and he's fine. he's washing it with That's bar fine. soap. But I, it doesn't dry, it dries like hard, and it's just not. Yeah. This week we got a couple of messages from our Butterfly Radio account, so I want to play them. I did not pre-screen them, so I want to play them, and we'll just react to them. Hey, Dave, it's Todd. I had a suggestion maybe to get people to uh, listen or interact with your show. Uh, why don't you uh, find maybe some obscure little facts? Some minor details about, uh, I don't know, movies you like or sports, TV shows, music, and uh, get them to weigh on and find what they are and uh, leave that on Facebook, uh, not Facebook, uh, Butterfly. Um, 
nothing too factual that they can just Google, but something, you know, in a movie they might have to watch again and uh, something you like that I uh, think they would, uh, that might get them to interact with you a little more and maybe uh, make that little connection so they keep listening each week. So keep them coming. Like what you guys are doing. Talk to you later. Bye. The issue, I guess, with Butterfly Radio still with a lot of people is they, they, they get to the Butterfly Radio page and they cannot find our specific podcast. You can't search it as Hey My Man. you got to go to the search um, bar and type in comedy, and then it's on the front page. And once you once you find um, our show, there's like a little microphone at the bottom. You click that. You can leave up to a five-minute message, uh, as many five-minute messages, but only each message can only be up to five minutes. So... Thanks for the message, Todd. I will definitely do that. Me and Ben will get together and we'll uh, we'll find some obscure facts and see. And, and maybe at some point, you know, I'll, I'll try to get some more T-shirts made and maybe we'll give we'll do a giveaway um, once a month or whatever. Who can answer the most questions? We'll do a point system, and if you can answer the most, we'll send you a T-shirt. Right on. Hey guys, this is Nathan. Just want to say I really enjoy the podcast, but I had a question for you, Dave. Uh, you have mentioned Walking Dead, I think, a couple times, but I don't remember if you've really given your opinion on what you think about it. I'm pretty sure I heard you say that you like it, and I would like to know if, if you could confirm that, and if you do like it, if you could elaborate on it, because I'm a bit hypocritical. I've seen every episode, but <laughs> it's almost because I just, I watch it like you watch a soap opera. I'm mad at it. I'm yelling at the screen. It fucking sucks, but yet I'm watching just to see where it goes. Um, I only think that that show gets attention it does. Because everything else on TV, of course, we can say with the exception of Breaking Bad, as you go into any conversation, but everything else on TV is so bad. Most shows suck so bad. Walking Dead, everyone's into zombies, so they like it for that. But, dude, the characters are terrible. The storyline is almost unwatchable. I mean, I sit there and I watch that show, and I just get pissed, and I go, that's it, I'm not watching it again. (laughs) It's a terrible show. Um, If you think it's good, boy, I'd really like to see you defend it, because... I must be on the outside of this because the whole world seems to love that show, but it's just so stupid. I, I just I got to hear you defend it and say what's good about it. Um, again, storylines terrible. The characters are retarded. Um, I don't give a shit about any of them. The only thing I like is when half the people get eaten. I root for people to die on that show, but other than that, it's uh, it's really really bad. Um, but anyway, let me know what you think. Bye bye. All right, I'm gonna respond to this. Um. Here's what I have to say. Nick is the guy who is the proponent and I believe Steve of the walking dead. I love season one. I thought it, the show came out strong and that's it. I too think the show is a huge piece of shit. <laughs> uh, I don't care about Rick. Um, at this point I wish Shane would have lived on and he would have run the group. Rick's a bitch. Um, Carl is a, you know, a useless to me, I don't even half the characters don't even really need to exist to move the story along. Um, I feel the same way about sons of anarchy. It's the same for me as, um, I guess this is for you. So in my opinion, um, just to clarify, I, I do not like the walking dead. In fact, I was telling, uh, my brother-in-law Steve the other day, I said, you know what? I might actually be out, um, for this, for this year, because I'm, I'm just, I anticipate more of the same. I think the storyline is completely ridiculous. I mean, even for a zombie movie or a zombie show, it's completely ridiculous. And um, the characters I could care less about. And in fact, I find myself um, rooting for most of the characters to die. I don't even know at this point which characters the, the audiences are or the audience is supposed to like. 
Um, I'm assuming Carl, Daryl. There's a couple of people that I, uh, Glenn, who's the only guy I do actually like in the show. But the storyline with the governor and the, the whole thing is dumb. And I, I actually appreciate the comic books or the graphic novel, but I, I think the show is, is horrible. I think it went completely off the rails, and I'm hoping that the new um, the new show that they do, the spinoff show, is better because they can completely go out of bounds. They don't have to follow the, uh, the storyline that's already been set up by the graphic novels. So I'm agreeing with you. Um, I also hate The Walking Dead. You and Nate seem to have the, the common thing, like you're rooting for people to die on that show. You know, because I think what they do is they, they take these characters, and, and I know they want to like create a, a personality and a persona for each character and develop these characters, but like Herschel, I hope he dies. He's annoying. I know he's supposed to be the voice of reason. He's he's Now he has one leg. In a zombie apocalypse, I'm killing you. And, and Ben, I, long before you were on this podcast, I don't know if you heard the show or me talking about it before, I'm killing my own family. I'm killing my children. I'm killing my wife. Maybe not my wife. So they don't become. No, not so they don't become zombies because they're going to slow me down. I don't care. If, <laughs> you know, hell no. I'm not worried about my nine-year-old son becoming zombie Logan. I could still kill him either I way. Thought maybe you were just. No, hell no. Like the bandaid. Pull it no, off quick. No, uh, I'm completely of the, I don't want to be slowed down. <laughs> I'm going to survive in the zombie apocalypse. And what I will do is the people that I know in my life that I, that I've studied and, and I pay attention. I know what you got. I'll listen to what you what you talk about. If there's stuff that you have that's tradable, um, in the zombie apocalypse, I'm coming for you. I'm going to come as a friend, almost like uh, like like they talk about in Goodfellas. I'm taking you out. So are you looking for people with skills? Then I'm looking for people with skills. I'm looking for people with tradable goods. I'm looking for people. Now you don't want someone that has like is a lot more skilled than you because then you become the obsolete. You know what I mean? So yeah, but if they have a skill that you don't have that you can, you have like, but Voltron, I don't try and put that. Problem is, is I don't have any skills. Uh, it's, except for the fact that I, I would be just a cold blooded killer. Yeah, period. And the fact that you're more aggressive, that's right. going to be a problem. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think people would also in the, in the, in, in the opposition would be like, we need to get rid of this guy because he's like, I would be Daryl's brother. What's his Merle? That's me. You know, just a psychopath. Um, in a zombie apocalypse, like I said, I, I, I know exactly who I'm going for first, family, friends, and who, <laughs> who whose stuff I'm taking. I'm going to have to give it some more thought. I never went too in-depth with it. Uh, so, you know, I, I think the show uh, the show has definitely jumped the shark. And at this point, um, I'd call it a wrap. But I know that people are riding high on this zombie thing. And unfortunately, they'll beat this thing until it's completely ruined yeah. like they did with Dexter. So yeah. that's what I have to say I always have the, the good sense to jump out. I feel like when a when something I feel like it's starting to stink a little bit. Like I only watched season one of walking dead. And I was You're like, still that, in the game of Thrones. That's great. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, listen, we need, we'll record next week. We'll, <laughs> right. we'll tackle that. Speaking of zombies, I did a zombie, uh, five K last week, which I'd never done. I think my brother had done one before um, a zombie five K or a five K a zombie five K. Okay. No, my brother is run a ton, but, uh, it was, it was pretty cool. I've, I've run, I've done a half marathon before. I've done uh, several 5Ks or whatever. I'm not a good runner, but I can get through a few miles. You did a half marathon, so I'd say you're decent. Uh, that was a few years ago. I'm like Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> I'm like reliving the glory. Back in 2009, man, I kicked some Just ass. Just throwing a football through a tire. 2008, man, I ran 13 miles. Ever tell you about that story? I don't even like to drive 13 miles. <laughs> no, uh, I got into it for a quick minute. But, uh, yeah, I like a 5K. I hadn't trained. Or, the only time I ever run is 
uh, I have a double jogger. This is how freaking domesticated and just dad uh, mode I am. I have uh, the double jogger, which adds about, man, I don't know, I'm going to guess 45 pounds to both of my kids, and then plus the jogger itself. So it's like uh, when you swing the bat with a donut on it for baseball gotcha. players. So when I'm not pushing kids, man, I feel like I'm just, I feel like I'm flying. I don't have any... Uh, I don't have any special gear or anything. I don't even have real like nice running stuff. Oh, I was gonna say, what kind of gear? <laughs> what kind of gear? Oh, would you... what kind of gear? Well, we'll get to that. Sir, but... <laughs> let me explain. Yeah, no, there's so there's, the zombie five k. There's, there's douchebags. Let out me there. let me ask you a couple of questions. Uh, first, I don't understand why people run. Period. I just don't get it. I understand why people do drugs. Just not to be fat. Is I understand reason. why people overeat. I understand oh, yeah. why people shake their babies. Hell yeah. Uh, I understand why people kill their spouses. Mm-hmm. I understand why people eat Indian food, but I do not understand what would motivate a person to run for fun. I don't get it. Listen, you could not be fat by doing sit-ups, push-ups, jumping jacks, and not ever have to run. Ever. Not really. I, sort of. I run for a couple of reasons. One, to make sure that I'm still not that old. Like, I don't want to be like, if I don't do it so long, then I'm like, I guess I just... I didn't run when I was a kid. Yeah. I had a skateboard, so I had to, you know... Which kept me in shape. You know what? It's time consuming though. Like you can work out in your basement or whatever and that can take a half. If you really get into running, you're on like a regimen, a schedule. I'll take your word for this. Yeah. Well, there's sched- like, so say you're training for something, you know, you do like three, uh, next day you do five miles, you have a recovery day, blah, blah, blah. But there's some days when you get up to seven, 10 miles, that's a good chunk of your day unless you're a really fast runner. Right. So not only are you doing something that you don't enjoy, and by the way, no matter how much, like I said, I'm not a great runner, but no matter how much I do run, it very rarely, once every like 300 times I run, I go, this is nice. This feels good. It always feels like I'm about to die. Like I can barely breathe. I'm struggling. So I understand what you're saying. Right. But I do it because I, I feel like I'm going to get fat if I don't. So I sit home and tweet. That's about it. That's what you just, but it will. I work out my mind. I read books. You're real core, man. You, you read while you run? <laughs> I, I, I look at my phone sometimes. Do you do parkour? No. Hell no. <laughs> hell no. That's the next step. If you do parkour. Aggressive running. Running, then aggressive running. It's not the next step for me. This is a zombie run. So equipment-wise, I when you said that, I'm like, what possible equipment could one need for well, running? I didn't tell you why. It's called a zombie okay. 5K, though. It's called a zombie 5K because there's people that volunteer and dress up like zombies. And it was on a trail. It wasn't on concrete, so it's kind of nice for your feet or whatever, but a lot of uphill. But uh, they dress up like zombies, and you wear these flags, like flag football mm-hmm. style. And they come up in their brains, and they try to grab your flag. But I thought it was going to be like they'd be running behind you, thus right, maybe it motivates you to run, run faster. More, a motivation with a theme With or a fake zombie? Yeah, with a theme. Like, oh, they're going to get me, whatever. No, they, were, they would be standing like three. Just reach out. <laughs> they would be like shoulder to shoulder in the middle of the path where you have to run. So... Not only does it not make me run faster, it makes you stop. And people were getting behind. You know, you get behind the slow people. Right. And like, you get behind them, so they grab their <laughs> flags. So it became this thing of, like, sprint, stop, uh, doing Adrian Peterson, like, right. stiff arm, a couple high knees. And then by the time you pass the zombies, now you're winded. Because what normally is just running. Which, I'm winded listening to the story. Which we talked about running blows already. But now you have to do, like, you know, twists and spins and kicks. And you're not supposed to hit the zombies. Although... I feel like some people did, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it was, it was a good time, but they were supposed to have a couple different, I, I'm not into zombies like, like you guys are. I don't know the different kinds, but they, they wanted to have a couple 
different styles. There was the ones that barely moved, just kind of stood there, you know, side to side. And they look pretty cool. They had, like, makeup on and whatever. And those you could just run around, basically. They wouldn't get you. And then they had some that were, you know, crazy and, and you know, the walkers or whatever. Yeah, I, I just as even as much as you describe it and you painted a picture for me, I want nothing to do with that. It was outdoors. Yeah, that's that's the, the first and foremost reason. I the weather was pretty nice. It. No thanks. Did I tell you there was a shitload of uphill? No. Okay, still still not one. No, do it. All no. Right. <laughs> but you were you. I know you. We, we talked about earlier. You were talking about uh, like. I guess you're annoyed by people's workout, and I'm assuming it, this is what brought it up because when you were out yeah, there, you noticed yeah. it. We uh. I'm, we're running and I think it was, I don't know, it was maybe, it was like at nine in the morning or something. So it was low seventies, maybe, maybe high sixties, but we're in all these trees. So it's humid as hell. We're sweating before we're even running. Just like standing there. I know, you know, like we sweat thinking about running people like us. There's this dude that's got white, a jogging pants, but like they look thick and they look brand new. They look like some kid just slaved over them in Taiwan. Perfectly, you know, brand new. Um, super expensive, ridiculous. like nylon pants. You're talking about, like track uh, pants. Like yeah, like track pants. Um, but the like a tearaway, like, like like the kind that we wear in Sopranos. Gotcha. But maybe thicker. But he also had the top that matched it, which was super cute. Uh, anybody that has a top that matches it is, I don't know what the fuck. So he's got a matching top, uh, long long pants on it that look thick thick as hell. Underneath it, he's got his Under Armour, and uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's up with these people that wear Under Armour all the time. Like, I sweat uh, probably more than a normal dude. But if you need to wear Under Armour, like, all the fucking time. First of all, you're, you're wicking sweat off of you. He's taken, ladies. <laughs> you're wicking sweat off of you and then onto a jacket on top of that. So that shit's not going anywhere. Then he had, like, this headband that matched it, too. I don't know. Long story short, this guy was wearing $300 worth of shit, right? Well, it was way too hot for him to be wearing it. I passed him up in the first half a mile. I sweat my ass off. We finally finished the race, and I see this guy come about 15 minutes later, just like sort of strolling in. And I was just like, what the fuck? It's super humid what a, out. What a run poser. The guy has all the equipment, but just isn't really putting it to... I just... It's okay if you're... A, I just don't understand what what is all that gear for. Like the people that ran in, in the, say we'll say the 50s or 60s, they had like shorts, right? And and like shitty Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor all Isn't stars. that always how it is though? The guys that go out and show like all the equipment are usually the guys that are compensating for. Yeah, the people that are training in like Zimbabwe. You think they have you know all that no. shit from Taiwan? It was just, I don't know. It just bugged me. I will say this: as far as exercising gear, um, the last time I worked out at the gym, um, actually Steve, my brother-in-law, got a gym membership at the same gym, so we went to the gym. And I'm waiting from across the room. I think I told this story already. And he, I see him from across the gym and he's, yeah, he's dressing like he walked out of a container ship. He's got like bright green shoes. He's like, (laughs) he's, his pants mismatches, shoes, mismatches, shirt, mismatches, hat. He's got a full beard like Zach Galifianakis. Love it. Like dude, you know, he's got a shirt that's three sizes too tight. I'm like, what are you wearing? He was dressed like he should not be in a gym. Yes. He's dressed like he's never seen the inside of a gym in his life. (laughs) Like almost like Borat. Like, yeah, what is this? You know, very nice. Right. He definitely attracted. He definitely attracted attention to people. Who were like, "Who is this?" But I kind of like that though. I I got a friend. I named, tell you, you guys are almost two peas in a pod. I got a friend named Brett who is 
the the fittest dude I know. It's like what he does. Steve is not the fittest guy I know. No, but this guy is like the day he the days he doesn't work out. Like oh, I'm not gonna go to the gym. I'm just gonna run and play ball just for you know just whatever. He's ex- in extremely good shape, right? Well, when I see him working out at, at the gym or at work or whatever, he's just wearing like shitty shorts and a t-shirt. But he's very good at at all that stuff he does. But it just goes to my point of like you don't need all that weird like sweat. Well, he he wasn't Steve wasn't wearing that stuff to, in order to uh, show everybody <laughs> he was he was better at working out. But I look I look around the gym and to he's me, tra- skin tight well, like di- doctor. I'm a tracksuit guy, but. Only for style, not for gym. Yeah, so yeah. tracksuits well, track are for dealing large amounts of cocaine or murdering people. Yeah, there's really no other. It's purpose. for telling people like something bad could happen. Right. There's no. There's no I reason to wear sure. a full tracksuit in the gym. I mean, I think, you know, like uh, like basketball shorts and a t-shirt for a dude is probably you know, or like I know the guys wear the shirts with no arms on, you know, tank tops or to. to uh, for me, yoga pants are for chicks only. Definitely. I would hope and so. And I say that for a reason. I would hope so. No, I, I think you'd be surprised. <laughs> I would hope so. Um, but, and I think the thing with yoga pants are they, they should be, yoga pants should be distributed by yoga teachers only when you've earned them. Like a belt in karate. Absolutely. You should not be able to purchase a yoga, uh, yoga pants. You should earn yoga pants. That way they have control over who is wearing yoga pants. I love that. Um, I think they should be labeled with the name of the business or the teacher, the instructor on the leg. So you know who's responsible for giving these yoga pants out. It's a great, they should have different colors also. There you go. I always hear guys, they're going, hey, uh, I don't understand why they make yoga pants that size. Well, here's the thing. You regulate it by making the instructors the only people who have access to yoga mm-hmm. pants and when you earn it, when you make a yogi level two, that's good. You get the yoga pants. That is solid. And yeah. then you know the the other chicks can wear sweatpants. That's Which pretty much fine. at the level they're at. And listen, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not. A, if I was a chick, looked the way I do right now you as a female, I wouldn't be wearing pants. yoga pants. No. I agree. I know that. However, what I'm saying is, I don't understand why if you're out of shape, you start out in in shape gear. You should start out in sweats. And until you get it, you shouldn't yeah. start out in yoga pants, girl or guy, or like tight fitting workout clothes. You should work down to that. You should hold those clothes up and put them off and go, one day I will fit into those yeah. clothes. Not try to stretch them over your body. I just think that's where we're, we're at as a country. Nobody has any shame anymore. Oh God. We've covered that a little bit. Yeah, but there's no shame. Your kid, you let your kid watch Terminator 2. I've come into under a lot of mm-hmm. fire for... The stuff I've, I let my kid watch as far as like violent. The only thing I say no to is, is like sex stuff. Anything else, I, I have no problem with my kid. Like violence, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, well, really I don't let him watch much violent stuff at all. And not, not so much like, oh, I want to, I don't want to corrupt him or whatever. He just doesn't get it. Right. Like, and he's not. Well, he's, he, he's a lot younger than my son. So it's, well, yeah, but he's the same age as your daughter pretty right. much. She my, doesn't watch violence. <laughs> no. Well, my son, uh, Dexter just turned two in August. So, uh, I want, we always watch what he wants to watch all the, like I'm dominated by all the horrible TV he watches and he watches a lot of it other than Pixar, but I've, man, I've watched Wally uh, a million times. So, um, bubble, bubble guppies for me. <laughs> so uh i i'm like we're gonna watch terminator 2 because i want to see edward furlong on, on the bike and i want to see him say stuff in spanish so i just put it on and he's just kind of chilling doing his thing eating or whatever and uh there's the opening scene you know where they have all the, the robots and it comes up and 
takes the robot foot and crushes the human skull, or maybe it's a track that crushes it. But anyway, it's the whole scene, you know, with uh, John Connor and everything. And my kid, who's never paid any attention to, to what I'm watching, if it's not a cartoon, it just doesn't. He doesn't even look in that direction if it's not bright, right. shiny, and has the voice of uh, Pat Oswalt or something. So he all of a sudden is like, just looks. Like what? Is, what's up? What is going on? And he's seeing the lasers. Didn't the, we all do that for T two? Yeah, I think so. But <laughs> but uh, we saw one and we're like, this is crazy. Then we saw T two. He never seen T one. Terminator two is one of the best movies of right. all time. It's it's brilliant. But it's just so funny to see a kid that's just turned two, like who only sees shiny happy stuff, all of a sudden go, oh my god, what is that? Like I gotta have, I gotta get some of that. So we just watched the opening scene. And a little bit of uh, Arnold in the bar or whatever. And then I started going like, maybe I shouldn't let him watch this. He's like, give me your clothes and your jacket and your bike or whatever. And I was like, this probably isn't for him. But I thought the robots were cool. Who are you to decide? (laughs) I'm his dad, that's who. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I turned it off, not thinking a big deal. And after that, we have Netflix, so we stream it through. Anything that has a robot, a on cyborg, the, a robot, anything that has a robot on the cover, there's a, like Bionicles or Short Circuit. It's perfect. I'm gonna totally look that up. I've been looking for a uh, uh, Iron Giant. When I find that, that's gonna dominate our TV for a while. What, what there, there's that other one that just came out that my kids saw where uh, Hugh Jackman like fights with robots. Oh yeah, like it's like for real life Rock'em Sock'em. Uh, yeah, um, Real Steel. Real Steel. My kid loves that. It's a great idea. Check it out. That. Yeah, that'll be on. The I'm not TV. promoting Real Steel. I want to get that out of the way. But for your two year old, Dave gives Real Steel three thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, but ever since then, everything, he can't say robots, it's abots, abots. But everything. I mean, when he's eating his lunch, it's abots, abots, robots, robots. And no matter what we watch, now the TV's dominated don't, don't, by robots. Don't let him see Transformers. It'll ruin everything. No, he. I don't know if we have time. But I did let him watch Transformers because I was like, cool. I grew up loving like the, the cartoons. So I'll, so now he watches Transformers. He saw a little bit of Voltron. On the cartoon? I'm not talking, the about, cartoon, the, I'm talking about the oh, movie. No, no, I know. Oh, okay. but, I, but I put that on. And after I exhausted that, because robot, robot, robot right. all day, I was like, screw it. I don't like the Transformer movies, but I'll put them on. But that, that last one, was it something to the moon? Yeah, I don't even know. I didn't see it. Oh, my God. It is so... I, we don't have time on this. We'll, we'll go over shitty movies next week, maybe, whatever. It is such a flaming piece of shit. It's horrible. Where does it rank in the lexicon of, of with Weekend at Bernie's? Are we an over or under? It is so much worse than Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> I, you could probably, for the budget, you could probably make 17 Weekend at Bernie's for one half of a Transformer. But anyways, my kid's way into robots, so it's better than Yo Gabba Gabba, but now I'm dominated by robots. And um, I was thinking maybe I'm a bad dad for letting him watch no, it. No, absolutely not. That's cool. You should too. see what I let my kid watch. But I mean, at five or something, okay. Uh, you can, he's too, like, I just feel four, like two years. I, I always looked at it like this at two. I probably, my kid can't really process what he's watching. So I just put whatever I wanted on. Fair enough. There's a couple other things that we were going to talk about. Uh, there's a documentary called The Other F Word. So if anybody has the opportunity to see it this week, we're going to talk about it next week for sure. Um, cause I wasn't sure if Ben got to see it or not, but he did, uh, he did see it, but we want to try to keep the podcast around an hour. So we're going to wrap it up. But one thing I want to talk about real quick. So two podcasts ago, I was telling a story about how Ben came over and he was watching the end of uh, breaking bad and I was watching barter Kings and I was pointing out this chick Kendall who is on the show and uh, she's one of the cast members. And I was like, I was saying how I thought she was hot and Ben 
basically looked up at her just out of the corner of his eye. I was like, she looks like Eddie Furlong. Now, in Ben's defense, well, from, Ben, you from you Terminator two. from Terminator Two, not the Eddie Furlong of today. She has the same haircut, right? Which, which works for a girl because he's a cute uh, guy. The haircut. What does it matter if he's a cute guy? The haircut is. You're not saying her face looks like him or no, her. That's not what I was saying. No, well, the haircut. Yeah. So, like, before we dig ourselves into a bigger <laughs> hole here, we're talking about the haircut. So she knows she's a good looking person. We she we went that. to uh, we basically went to Twitter and I like sent a tweet to her and she is at Barter King's lady and uh, I basically said hey Ben says you we look t- like Eddie no long. we talked about the hot Barter King's lady on the podcast. Mm. She listened to the show and then tweeted back a picture of Eddie Furlong on a motorcycle to us, <laughs> which I thought was was pretty awesome. I yeah, mean, that was and, funny. And what a what an awesome sense of humor. So we took it a step further and we asked her our guest questions. We asked her to look at the questions, answer them, and record them and send the answers back to us, just hoping she would do it, and she did. So I'm going to play those answers for you uh, here at the end of the podcast. Before I, I do play those answers, I just want to once again say Ben did start a new Twitter account. He is at HeyMyBen. I am still uh, at StuperDaveInc. And uh, the podcast Twitter is at HeyMyMan2012. The email is uh, HeyMyManPodcast at gmail.com. And we also have a Facebook account and Butterfly Radio account. So you could find us and get in touch with us. And again, hopefully for next week, I'm going to put a list of the topics we plan to talk about early so you guys can see that. And maybe you guys can go to the Butterfly Radio, the email, however, and uh, chime in on, on something so we can add your comments to the actual show and we can basically comment on your comments. So uh, if you if we do you have anything else? No. We have nothing else. We'll see you guys next week. And I will leave you with Kendall's answers to our guest questions. Best celebrity mustache, Salvador Dali or Vincent Price. I like them creepy. Ugliest athlete. Um, not a lot of athletes are very attractive. If you would have asked stupidest or worst attempt at rapping, that would have been really easy. But probably the Williams sisters. I feel bad saying that, but I'm sorry. It's like the Wayne's brothers in White Chicks. Worst human being who ever invented Crocs, because if you're not a baby or an old woman gardening, then you should not be wearing them, period. Best organized crime movie. That is really hard because, A, I'm Italian, so I obviously love mobster movies, but I also have an obsession with Mexican gangster movies like American Me or Blood In, Blood Out. Goodfellas, The Godfather, also, Leon the Professional. A lot of people don't know about that, but it's a really good movie, and it's Natalie Portman, really, really young. It's excellent. American History X is great. Um, best kids cereal. I love cereal very much. Um, I don't really eat all the sugar stuff anymore, but um, best kids cereal for sure. Lucky Charms, Fruity Pebbles, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Delicious. Grossest thing you've ever put in your mouth. Um, actually, on set at Barter Kings, we went to lunch uh, at an airport, and they had something called, like, gobbly wobbles or something. And inevitably, they're cow balls. Um, <laughs> so we all had to taste them because when are we going to get to eat them? <laughs> so we tried them and said, fuck it. Um, they didn't taste gross. They just 
pretty much tasted like they were fried, but definitely knowing what it was was really disgusting. Um, regular thing that's really gross to me is sprouts. It's disgusting. They smell like bleach to me, and it will completely ruin something. Um, favorite member of the 1986 World Champion Mets? If it's not Boston or LA, I don't care. That's my way of saying I have no fucking idea. Most overrated rock band? Red Hot Chili Peppers, U2. I cannot stand either one of those. Red Hot Chili Peppers have been making the same album for 10 years, and Bono is really just is over the top. We get it. We get it. You want to help everybody. We understand. Now make some songs that don't suck. Best character in a movie, TV show, or book? This was probably the hardest question for me because I, A, I read. I know. So surprising. B, movies are everything. I love movies and I love a bunch of TV shows. Um, for movie, Jack Nicholson in The Shining as Jack Torrance. Probably the most beautifully unhinged character in cinema history. Pretty much in anything. I mean, he blows people away as the Joker in the first Batman, which is excellent. Excellent movie. Um, Orson Welles in Citizen Kane. Angelica Houston in The Addams Family. For TV show, I love Arrested Development. So Tobias Funke. Also Jessica Lange in uh, American Horror Story. Pfft, amazing. Just beyond, beyond. She's so good. Oh, also Hannibal Lecter in Sounds of the Lambs, because what people don't know is that his actual own, like on-screen speaking time was only 16 minutes. And I mean, when you think about that movie, that's the first person you think about. But in reality, he was only on screen for 16 minutes in the entire movie. Um, for book, by far, Patrick Bateman in American Psycho. I mean... That is probably the most disturbing character, and he's just excellent. Brad Easton Ellis just wrote that superbly. Next question. Old Becky, new Becky. Who the fuck is Becky? But I don't know. The only thing I know about Becky is in an LL Cool J song, and he said she's got a big old butt. Worst foreign accent in a television show or a movie? Um, Keanu Reeves in Stoker's Dracula. Nicolas Cage in pretty much anything, if even him doing a normal accent, he's just absolutely ridiculous. Oh, Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins trying to do a British accent. It was, <laughs> it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. <laughs> trying to do like a Cockney accent and stop it. Uh, best book ever read. Uh, I'm a huge Bukowski fan, so pretty much anything Bukowski, whether it's his uh Poetry or his novels. Hamon Rye and Women are my favorites. There's so many good books, so that's hard. Worst food for women to order on a first date. Why would you eat on a first date? No, I'm just kidding. Um, anything with your hands. So, like, if you're eating wings or, I mean, even soft tacos for that matter. Uh, or in L.A. we have a place called The Boiling Shrimp, which is kind of Cajun food. And <laughs> that's probably a really bad thing to eat on your first date because, A, you're eating with your fingers, like squeezing things out of shells and getting all under your nails. And you'll smell of garlic for about a week. So I wouldn't recommend that. Um, most annoying song? Pretty much everything in mainstream pop culture. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, there's a ton of stuff I don't like, but... To each their own. John Goodman, simply put, is fucking great. Fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. What condition my condition was in? 
I woke up this morning with the sundown shining in. I found my mind in a brown paper bag, but then I tripped on a cloud and fell eight miles high. I tore my mind on a jagged sky. I just dropped in. See what condition my condition was in. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, what condition my condition was in. I pushed my soul in a deep dark hole and then I followed it in. I watched myself crawling out. As I was crawling in, I got up so tight I couldn't unwind. I saw so much, I broke my mind. I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. Thank you. 